and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I am so excited to have on the show Bill Homan, and we also have Michael Massey joining us. Bill is the caretaker of the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull. So this marvel was discovered in a Mayan temple on January 1st, 1924 by Anna Mitchell Hedges. And scientists aren't able to determine its origins or how it could possibly have been created from a single clear quartz. It's the size of a human skull, and it transmits a palpable energy, which Michael and I both had the honor of experiencing for ourselves a few weeks ago. So it's such an honor to have you, Bill, and, um, and to dive more into the mystery of the Mitchell Hedges crystal skull. So welcome to you both. Welcome, and it's an honor to be here with you. So I'm in, let's have some fun. Let's enjoy it. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, pleasure to be here as always. Thank you, Kara. Wonderful. Good to see you, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just talk about the the Mitchell Hedges crystal skull to start with. So, so what is it? Obviously, it's a crystal skull, but what makes it so special? Okay, well, it, uh, the way it's made and what it is and what it does is what, uh, and, and also there's legends around the crystal skull, and uh, the legend is that these, the crystal skulls come out at a time when the world needs help, and I, I feel right now we're in a pretty good much in that time, a time not the, because we have the politics and stuff, but the thing is, is to raise the consciousness of the human being to this higher level, because we're coming into a time now where that is ha very happening and very possible. And so these energy sources, because what they are, nobody knows exactly how and what they are, but they're here to help us. And each one of them have a little bit different uh, programming in them, because they're it's like a machine, but it's a machine from the ancients. and. Uh, you know, what they say is uh, if there was an ancient race that was uh, leaving uh, and they wanted to leave their knowledge to the future generations, they would put it in something that was loved very much or something that was feared. They do that because then they would be taken care of and, and brought forward. And so uh, the skull, when you see it, and you think skull and you, there's kind of a bad connotation with it. But basically, when you see it, and I think you felt it too, mm. that you feel the love of the skull that comes through. It's it's very peaceful, and it's so beautiful that you know that whoever made it had to put a lot of work and a lot of love into it to create it, and it's here. So uh, it's uh, like considered the most mysterious artifact in the fact that it's made against the grain, which is impossible. It has lenses and prisms that are built inside the crystal, and they direct the light. But the thing to do that, to make uh, lenses and prisms exact inside the crystal, it would take zero gravity to be able to, to grow it that way. And uh, to think about, uh, you know, if it was found in a pyramid 100 years ago that had been buried for 1,000 years, uh, what kind of technology did they have to get up in the stars and make this? So there's a... With it, there's a connotation that possibly it has a, an ET connection. But you know, when I'm around it and feel it, you know, I feel that energy very strongly. And I, I think both of you, being sensitive for sure, you feel it. It's but it's like an old friend, and it's like connecting to something deep inside of you from your past. So it's it's also piezoelectric quartz, which is the same kind of quartz they make computer chips out of. And they say that we're coming to a knowledge because the skull is programmed with light and sound. We're coming to a time where they're starting to see that they can take crystal and put light uh, particles inside of it, lining them up and storing knowledge that will be stored indefinitely. And so when we come to that knowledge, now we can probably, with that knowledge, start extracting the, the knowledge that was put there for us from our our ancestors. So that 
Wow. It's an exciting time we're at. It is. <laughs> it is. And as you're talking about all of this, I feel like I'm floating away. So <laughs> just bear with me. But I'm like, woo, it's so expansive. I mean, it's incredible. So when you talk about, like when you were giving the history, and thank you for going through all of that, you were talking about they. You're saying they. Um, so are there more of these? I know the legend well, has it that yeah, there the are. Legend, have they been exper- uh, discovered? Yeah, well, the, 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 the legend is, and these are legends that have run down through the Mayans, the Hopi, the uh, Aborigines, the Navajo, and uh, the Aztecs have the legend of the 13 skulls. And they say that these skulls were made by these masters at a time, either probably pre-Atlantean, and they were made to communicate. They're like communicators with the gods. And so there are these 13 skulls that when they, when they had them, they moved, went to different parts of the earth and they would communicate with them. And now uh, when they, they put them into places of, of safety, they're in positions now that we can connect with them because they are communicators. So uh, the legend is one of the things says, oh, we get all 13 skulls together, we can have world peace. And that, I think everybody thinks that would be really good. I do myself. I think it's time for world peace. It's time for people to come together and to realize that we are all one family. Mm. But uh, so uh, that's what, you know, that's what it's, what it's all about is coming into this consciousness. (laughs) So, um, if I may hear, Bill, I didn't. I've heard this the legend of thirteen skulls as well, and but I'm curious, how many of those are are known or accounted for? Do you are you aware? I, I believe that there are four. Okay, accounted for. So there's still a number of them still are uh, not uh, recovered yet, but we're working with people that have uh, great intuitive connections to the, the other dimensions that seem to have a pretty good idea where some of these skulls are. So, but the skulls only come to the person and at the time that's right. So, you know, it's like you could have the skull in your living room and it could be there your whole life and you'd walk past it every day and not even know it. But when the right time and the right person, it would come out. So I think we're at that time now because I think they're wanting to come out and we're, we're finding people that have this great gift of connection. And uh, I would like to say that they, I believe from what I understand, you know, working with Carol Davis last year, she said that uh, they're finding a skull in uh, a chamber in uh, Cairo, Egypt, you know, last year. And then uh, they had a thing on the news where they found this new chamber, but they didn't really say all the stuff they found in it. And I communicated with a a friend that works in that area and works with the head of archaeology, and I had him, her, ask the question. And she came back and said they definitely found something, but, you know, they put it away because they don't know what it is or how to, what to do with it, you know. But it's time for these skulls to help mankind, not just help now, there's not like a good side or a bad side. We're all on the same side because we're all connected to this divine source. And it's time for us to feel more of that energy and light coming into our, us in our life. So so there, there's obviously consciousness connected with this skull. And you mentioned that um, one of the theories is that you know, this, the one that you have was found in a Mayan, it was found in Mayan ruins. So perhaps it holds the consciousness of the people um, so that they, because of course that, um, that particular lineage um, disappeared. And so um, the, the theory or what you believe is that the consciousness of the, of the people is hell is contained within the skull because there's, uh, well, there's clearly a consciousness there, with it. There's the consciousness there. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's you no, know, it's uh, it it uh, it's a multi-dimensional consciousness too. So that's 
pretty uh, unusual. And the energy is such that I'm, I'm sure that just the people watching, if they're seeing it, they're feeling it because it goes even through, uh, through the air, you know, so it's pretty cool. And but, through uh, time. I mean, I was yeah. meditating this morning and it came in in my meditation and it was beautiful. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it works, you know, with people and it, you know, you, you have, I'm definitely would believe you'd have a strong connection. Some, well, both of you with the skull. So that's why it would connect so strongly with you. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So, um, Michael, yeah. Um, so you mentioned the, the, can you talk a little bit about the discovery of it and kind of its, its history, sure. uh, in the during the 20th century because this all kind of i mean it's what's well, funny because it so sounds like indiana jones and then of course it is part of the inspiration of the the indiana jones the the fourth movie but i, I would just love to hear some uh, some of what happened there and how how it came to be in and um in your hands okay uh well mitchell hedges was a explorer adventurer and he was working in central america and he heard about this lost uh, ruins deep in the jungle of what was British Honduras. And uh, he was looking for a connection between Atlantis and the Maya. And he believed that the connection would be found there. He heard it was what they call the white city. And that's what he was looking for. And so they had the expedition, they put it together and they went in across the jungle. They went in the river because the river went up deep into the jungle and that was the easiest way to get through and uh they found uh, the site and it had seven pyramids ball courts uh it had uh spiritual centers and everything it seemed like it was a very uh spiritual connected center uh for the mayan people and so there of the seven pyramids they had this one that was the tallest one and it was very dangerous because the rocks had moved and stuff and so uh, they would always tell the young kids to stay off of it. You were not allowed on it. And But they said if you went to the top of it, you could see all the way to the sea. And his adopted daughter, Anna, was quite an adventurer. Um, so, so I a lot of times say that Indiana Jones was a woman. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who will probably agree with me on that. <laughs> But that's but if you knew Anna, you would say Indiana Jones was a woman because she she was a, definitely an adventurer and she snuck up there with a couple of the Mayans when everybody was taking a siesta in the hot part of the day, so it was like full full noon, and so she was up there looking for the sea and it was all cloudy, but the clouds moved and the sun came out and the sun came straight down through the rocks and there was a light inside where the rocks had moved and shifted, and so she ran and told her father. And her father thought that she was, you know, there, there nothing would be there, but he put her in big trouble for doing it. But the next day he thought there must be something there. So he got all the men together and they started to move the rocks and all of a sudden it started to collapse. And so then they had to stop and very carefully with six weeks, they slowly moved rock by rock until they got a hole big enough for a small person. And Anna was chosen because she was, uh, quite thin and she was she would fit right in so they tied a rope around her and they lowered her into this pyramid and she feels around and she finds something and she puts it in her shirt and when she yanked on the rope and they brought her up and then opened their short shirt the, the Mayans when they saw it it's like their god had returned and they all started crying and kissing the ground and everything and uh with that, then Mitchell Hedges was so taken by it that he presented it to the high priest. And the high priest took it and they put it in an altar and they put fires around it 24 hours a day. And people would come from all over they never saw before to see it. It was there for three years from 1924 to 1927. In 1927, they had to uh, shut down the expedition and it was presented back to Mitchell Hedges for safekeeping because. When he went down there, he brought two doctors, he brought food, he brought medicine, and he was always giving to the people, not just taking. So they loved him very much, and they knew that he would protect it. And so that's how 
He had it, got it in 1927. So it was found on January 1st, 1924. That was uh, Anna's birthday. And so she, that was what she found on her birthday. Wow. But then uh, when she passed away, uh, she had been training me for eight years. And when she passed away, it, it was on my birthday, April 11th. And so that's how that happened. I don't know. But, you know, it, uh, there's a mystery around the crystal skull for sure. And Mitchell Hedges worked with the British Secret Service. And he was down there at the same time the Nazis were down there looking for power artifacts. And he was looking for, searching for these energy artifacts. And that's how that all came about. So it's, it's quite an interesting story. Uh, and I'll get, I'll get off track a little bit, but uh, in, in 1979, this uh, friend of ours, who's a, a psychic, Carol Wilson, got a call from someone up in, Can in Canada and Toronto where she lived and wanted to know about Anna Mitchell and F.A. and the skull. So she told him the whole story and then he wanted to meet Anna. So he called over to her, she did, and, and she was uh, leaving for England the next day so she couldn't see him. But Carol told him the story and showed him the pictures and everything. And that was in 1979. And in 1986, he came out with a movie and it was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. You ever hear of that? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So that that's the strong connection. And it was, you know, and he was very nice in the last movie in giving the skull a lot of respect because he talked about Mitchell Hedges finding the skull. He talked about, you know, a lot of the connection there. So that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, because uh, the crystal skull is very special and it, it needs to have respect for what it is and what it does. So that was good. But uh, another thing I just found, oh, like last year, I was going through some old papers and I found a letter from uh, the, uh, the head of British, uh, Naval Intelligence and it was written to Mitchell Hedges and it was a coded letter, it's real strange stuff. And I didn't think too much of it but then at the bottom, you know, who, who writes the letter always puts their, their name at the bottom. They're, you know, they put initials for who wrote it. And uh, the person that wrote it was Eon Fleming. So mm -hmm. the connection there, you know, we have James Bond on one side. Wow. And we have Ian Fleming on the other. And Ian Fleming worked for the, you know, the, the Secret Service. And he worked with the agents. And he got a lot of his stories from the agents, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I... I say Indiana Jones and James Bond right here. How about that? Wow. <laughs> that's quite a legacy. Yeah, it's it's an adventure. And that, you know, that's what I found with the crystal skull uh, since I, I've taken over. Because it, the skull cannot be sold. It can only be gifted. And it was gifted to me because she trained me for uh, quite a few years. And, well, eight, the last eight years of her life. And then when she passed... Uh, she passed it to me, and I was to carry on her wishes, which I'm doing my best to do. But when, like, when I first started, she wasn't quite sure of me, so she'd be her and her father would be watching me in my lectures. You know, am I doing good? Am I going to get a whack at the head? I'm in trouble. But uh, it's uh, I found you got to have fun with it. You got to have fun in life. That's what it's all about. Uh, so, how long have you been the caretaker? Uh, let's see. I've been a, the caretaker for since 2007. Okay. So, yeah. So it's uh, it's been a quite an interesting trip. I can tell you all different stories and all the different things that are happening, but uh, yeah. it's it's been pretty been pretty wild. But uh, you just what I learned to do is enjoy life and go with the flow. And what I found the skull has three things that it does very well works one-on-one -on -one with people, you know, how it was working, and it connects really good with your inner self. Mm -hmm. And it helps to release a lot of the blockages that people carry with them and freeing them to, you know, go forward in their life. So that's so cool. So it's like I, I say I can change lives sometimes with the skull. The skull has a tendency to make uh, big differences in people's life, and that's really cool. And then it works with meditation. We do meditation and there's a 90 degree turn in the skull. So it's like it takes you to the third plane and all of a sudden you go to the fifth plane. And it's like it goes really fast and very easy. So it's quite interesting. 
And so, uh, and then another thing it does is works with the energy of the planet and it helps balance out these different ley lines and stuff. It's like, you know, I did was, wasn't, I'm learning more all the time, but when, uh, when I passed to me in 2007, I, uh, I got a call to go to Australia and uh, work with the people over there. So I went over there, but what it was two years before even anybody knew about it, they said I was coming to Australia. So when I got there, they were like waiting for me and uh, they, uh, the, the, the Aborigines wanted to take it to a certain place and it was a caldera, uh, ancient uh, volcano. And they said the sun line, they call it sun lines, were blocked. It went from the caldera all the way through the sea, all the way to Machu Picchu, and it had been blocked for hundreds and hundreds of years. So they had me put the skull in a certain place, and they did a certain ceremony, and then they finished, and they thanked me, and I left, <laughs> and they were done. They were happy. But the thing is, with that, I learned that there is the energy and the way to work with it. So I'm learning, you know, I don't have all the information. You learn more all the time, and it's been an interesting adventure, for sure. But uh, with that, uh, lately, I've been going to very special key places. I've been, Sedona has very special places. I've been to the Montana megaliths, and that's a very special energy because it connects with the ancient builders and the ancient builder energy and the ancient builders themselves connect very strongly through that, through those different places. And I was out in Mount Shasta, which is another key energy place, but the, uh, the skull needs to be uh, to work. And, it, and the energy connects with the earth and under earth, but it also connects galactically too, because there's a galactic grid around the galaxy and these all communicate together. So it's quite interesting to do the work, even if you're not completely understanding all of it, but you just allow, I learned to allow. And what the skull is, word that skull is saying now is remember. And the remembering is connecting to our spirit self and our true power because we have all that knowledge inside of us. It's just that we've forgotten it. And we think we're the most advanced civilization on the planet ever. But if you really take the humble look at it, the knowledge is true knowledge is way, way in the past, connecting into the cosmos and into the, the creator of all this and connecting to that energy and love and light and the different families of these different uh, great beings. It's, it's really exciting. So that's, wow. that's what we do. <laughs> we go for the, go for the flow. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and so much of what you said, I mean, when I, I spoke with you yesterday and I mentioned that, you know, I'd, I'd, I've had a, a big transcendental experience myself and so much of what you're saying was reflected mm -hmm. in that experience. Um, I mean, it's so, so parallel and I, it's not lost on me the role that the, my interaction with the crystal skull a few weeks ago, um, undoubtedly played in in some of that um so it's beautiful well, yeah you know, I, yeah i have to hear what michael has to say i'm sure because yeah. he's so in tune with with the energy and crystal it's going to be yeah. interesting to hear that too well that that was my next question i wondered if you wanted to share michael when you when you went for a ride with the crystal skull what that was like for you yeah and um i uh, I remember sharing with you there at the there, Bill, and it's really cool. Actually, Kara captured just this little video clip of when it actually like zapped me, and um, and where I just it literally took this jolt. Yeah, you and I'm physically, like, oh. yeah, oh, yeah, zap and zap, <laughs> and then uh, uh, uh then I, I described it. Uh, as you know, it was like playing with like a Tesla ball in terms of this, this energies around it. And, um, and it was, it was probably in the, then the next 48 hours or something like that, 
Um, and where what I was seeing and is this like all unpacked in mind's eye so I could see these these um, a, like a layered program spherical grid that is that this is the the skull is housing and that there's a lot more in there there is a lot more in there even yet to be um released decoded um and uh it's really exciting and i was like ready to jump in my car and drive back up there to spend some more time with it i mean that's anytime anytime you want it's it's my my pleasure and honor to because you know the work you're doing is so important and we can do it together. So, yes. Well, thank you. And I definitely do want to come back up. And um, I feel like I, uh, my, the first meeting there was like uh, getting to know you. Introductory, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You know, and, um, and then, and then I, you know, kind of processed what, what I experienced there. And then I'm like, oh, okay, now, now I want to come back and then go even deeper and see, and see what, see what, uh, see what. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, that's why I, I feel you're because of the path you're on and the abilities that you have, you, I think you can maybe do some really good stuff for the world. And this is what we need uh-huh. to do. We need to be together as light workers to help, come open up this consciousness. So that's a beautiful thing and uh, great, great to have you working with it too. So that's so awesome. Mm, Beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, we're. It's an adventure. It's an adventure. (laughs) There was a really cool picture, Bill, that you took of Michael when he was in front of the skull and there's a light coming in. Um, like right, it, it's it's etheric. It's it's amazing, and um, it, it I know that there was light behind Michael as well, so it could have been like a backlit thing. But there were several pictures, and there's just one where there's like this beam of light coming in. Um, is amazing. Yeah, it, what it is is it's really amazing with the skull because when I take it around, you know, I have different people work with it. And you take pictures and it's always the energy of the area and the energy of the person coming together. And you do get some pretty wild things. When I was in Australia, they took me to this one place that was an ancient site, a special spiritual site that was a connection point between the Hopi and the Maya. I'm excuse me, the Hopi and the Aborigines. The Hopi and the Aborigines, they consider... If you talk to the Aborigines or you talk to the Hopi, they're brothers. And they have stories of, uh, of uh, different warriors uh, rowing a canoe all the way to Australia to be with their brothers down there and taking messages. And that. That's their legends, you know. Oh. And so uh, we had it. We sat it on the ground at that sacred site. And I have a picture. And you can see a definite eyeball in the skull. And it's like... The Hopis are watching us <laughs> right wow. there. Yeah, so that was that's pretty cool. I, I have great love for the Hopi people and the, the gifts that the indigenous have because each one of us have special abilities and gifts. And if we bring those out, it's the it's for the good of mankind and all of us. So yeah, their their connection to the land and their ancient connection with with the, the ancients. And the ETs, to them, it's not a, a different thing. It's like they're, they're, they're family in the, in the sky, you know, that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I think it's a time when we need to connect more to who and what we are. And it's a time for us to realize that we are multidimensional beings and we have the ability to connect with our family on the other side not just our loved ones and stuff, but the different entities and masters and the guides that are with each one of us that are helping us every day. And when we can connect to them and bring them into our life, we 
will empower ourselves because we have the physical plane and the other. And that's really at this time what they want to do. They want to bring that knowledge through to the physical. And we chose to be here to be these uh, vessels to bring that knowledge through. And so we're sitting here bringing the knowledge through and increasing the energy and vibration on our physical planet. So it's very exciting time. But I'm what I would say with the skull is connect to who and what you are. Meditation is a very good way to do it. And let these energies, these positive energies work with you on the physical plane. Your prayers and stuff are so powerful. Your meditation is powerful to bring these entities and, and this love from the divine through its divine love is what it is. Mm. So great time. <laughs> yeah. But, Wow. Um, if I may just interject, I just kind of paid attention to something because um, I have got an old knee injury that that has really with the <laughs> with the temperature drops lately and it's been giving me all kinds of grief. And it's just been a um, constant throb of excruciating pain. It's been very difficult to deal with in the last uh, about the last two weeks or so. And actually for... <laughs> Right now, it isn't hurting. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I know, and I, you know, I don't know how long that'll last or whatever. For at least at the moment, I'm like, wow, I just noticed I'm not in pain. Yay! That's so funny, oh. Michael, because it's the same. Like, I, you, you know how much I've been struggling this week with yeah. my cough, and uh, and I was. I was like, I really want to talk to Bill and Michael today, but and I know that you're, um, Bill, you're going to be traveling soon. So I was like, if it's not today, I don't think I can do it for a while. And so, but I, I was praying, you know, that my that I would be able to not be coughing through this to, and I've not coughed once, which is really unusual for <laughs> taking into well, account take, last or night. just take the love and go with it, but. And yeah. you, the skull has such deep universal love, isn't it? It goes right into something deep inside of you. So that's that's the exciting thing because, uh, you know, you see people and they connect. It's like it's a remembering. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about, remembering who and what we really are and then bringing that forward. So it's, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how has your particular bond bill with the with the crystal skull how has that developed over time like when um when we met with with you and and took our ride um you were able to speak for the the skull and um and so what is that like for you and how has that developed over time okay yeah it is definitely developing and it's mm -hmm. getting stronger and it it's working through me and I allow it and I love it. And I, you know, I'm using it to help mankind. So it's very exciting. Uh, you know, how's it uh, changed? Well, let's see, you know, Anna and I call her Sammy uh, because that's her nickname. Yeah, I'll, the reason she got Sammy is because it's, uh, it's from uh, her father. You know, they were always uh, had a little Mayan boy that would watch after her and she was down by the sea looking for seashells and she stepped on something and it was really painful. And the little Mayan boy said to her, turn your head, Mitzi. And so she turns her head and she feels something warm, but the pain goes away. I don't know if you know, if you step on a sea urchin, what you do to fix it, do you? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you pee on it. So he, right. he, peed, he peed on the pain and it went away. But the mistake she made is when she went back to see her father, she told him about it and she got the name Silly Sam. Uh, so, that's, and now, so she's always Sammy, but she's Sammy to me. She's, she was such an amazing woman, I'll tell you. And, uh, and she had that gift of, of love that you felt so strongly. So it was so amazing. Like, but when I first, when she came and she's, she stayed with me for the last eight, seven or eight years of her life. And she was not really in real good health then, but I, got her back in good health and we went on some really amazing adventures. So, and she was a person that always kept a suitcase pack. So I do it too. And so 
if you're ready to go, you grab your suitcase and you're out the door. So, but uh, when she was there, she fell and broke her hip. And so she was in the hospital and she gave me uh, the first time, uh, you know, to take care of the skull and different things by myself, you know. And uh, uh, so I went back home and the, went to move the skull and I looked at it and it gave me this look. It was like enough to chill my bones, you know. Really? Wow. <laughs> and so I, I definitely put it down and stayed away from it for a while. But uh, over the years, we've developed a communication, we've got a connection, and we have this, this oneness that we work together very well. And uh, so that, uh, that was kind of a, an interesting thing. But now, uh, you know, it, it kind of guides me in a lot of things I do. That's why I take it all over the place because it needs to meet with certain people. And it needs to uh, go to certain areas. And people like, uh, I was down in K Kentucky last weekend and I was working some, with some very nice and special people, but there are people that, you know, they don't know anything about skulls and they had a dream. And then the next day they're looking around and they see an advertisement for where the skull is going to be and they feel they better go. And so they go and it's a real strong connection. And so the skull is working on bringing the people that have that special connection together because like I say, it's time for people to come into their power, come into their buying self so they can bring and help the world at this time. So very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I can, I look back to, let's say circa 2010, so let, or, you know, basically in the last 10 years and what, um, you know, 10 years ago, if you just, you looked up, um, I remember doing a Google search for Merkaba and, um, and, you know, it had, the Merkaba had shown up to me in a vision and I'm like, okay, well, what's this? And, you know, there was half dozen websites, a couple, a couple web videos and it, contrast that with the situation today and you get you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of results and yeah. you know i and so the the there's been such an acceleration of of spiritual knowledge ancient wisdom teachings things that have come forward now into the collective consciousness to be a part of the discussion and to um, to be enter more mainstream. Have you witnessed the same kinds of things happening in your work as well over the last 10, 15 years? Well, you know what, uh, you know, the, a lot of the skull is connected to the Mayan prophecy and the prophecy of uh, 2012 was the, the end of the Mayan calendar. And, uh, you know, everybody was all worried. They heard about it and everything. And then they went to bed and then woke up in the morning and it was a sunny day and they didn't know what happened. They didn't realize that the consciousness of the planet had raised in vibration to this higher level and people were come, waking up to this, to them, to their higher self. And that was in, uh, in 2012. But in 2020, in uh, December 21st, there was another big consciousness shift, a major shift. It had a connection with 2012 and 2020 where we we upgraded even more into a very finer energy. And I think it has to do with the age of Aquarius that the, the galaxy and everything is moving into. And so as we come into this finer vibration and this higher energy, and then there was another very special time in May of this year. And it was like, um, right when they had the eclipse and everything, major things happened at that time and in upgrade in consciousness. So here we are going up and up. And then and, uh, on Lionsgate in August was another big shift to power of going into this thing. So people are not aware of it, but you see, you know, by the Internet and everything, there's major changes in people and people that never had any uh, feeling or belief in it all of a sudden are opening up to this thing because the knowledge is in all of us but it's a matter of connecting to it 
to be able to bring it out. And so, uh, what an what a what an adventure right now. What do you think? <laughs> no kidding. Indeed, indeed, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, particularly in, in uh, this this acceleration in terms of of you know the 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 upticks that I would might call them or the this uh, new enhancements, new arrivals of energy systems into this, into the overall planetary energy grid that we're rolling through, you know, once, once a year, once every few years, now it's, it's all, it's, it's quarterly plus some. And, and so there is that, what this, what I, you know, just referred to as, you know, as the quickening. And so we're in this, definitely in this, this quickening and, there's no sign of it going anywhere but up, and uh, it's going to continue to do so in the inc- of the upcoming years. Um, and I'm really excited to meet with with you and the skull again too. Even as we're just here on this call, I can um, see through its eyes and grid, and um, it's. I'm I'm excited to to see what's what's next and what the next level is. Yeah, it's it's levels just keep going. It's so that's the so exciting part. Yeah, that's where we're at. So yeah. And it's amazing too. I mean, you talk about how it works through humanity and the multidimensionality. And one of the ways that I experienced that really practically was that when Michael took his turn. So Michael was kind of the first to go and have a little session with the skull and with you. Um, My heart, I'm just watching from like a few feet away. And my heart was like, I mean, it just, it opened right up and expanded. And I could feel, I mean, I can't say that I could feel what Michael could feel, but I felt some response, some resonance based on him experiencing it. So it's amazing. I mean, of course, we're all connected. And but we, you know, there, the more that we're working on ourselves, and we're working at an individual level, how that just plays out through all of our connections and this, this web and this weaving across humanity. Um, So it's, it's amazing. um, Because of course, you know, not everybody's going to get the chance maybe to sit right in front of it, but, um, but the, the way that it ripples out, uh, I could feel that very, very tangibly. And you mentioned that you have um, guided meditations as well where people can tune in, I think, over Zoom. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we have uh, two meditations mainly every month. We have a new moon one and we have a full moon, and uh, we have one with a European group, and that, that'll be at 1 o'clock today because this is oh. right connected to New Moon. And then there's one this evening that's uh, on your time. It's, uh, it's uh, 9 o'clock your time, and it's, uh, you know, just go to the Zoom, and we bring it together. But it's bringing together people of like minds, and what we do is mainly send out a lot of uh, healing and love for the planet and, and the world right now because – it's at a time we need that. We have to come into this remembering because uh, a lot of us, many of these old souls are here at this time and this place to do a special job for humanity. You know, the job you do is not the job that I do. And the job this one person does is not the person that we all have to come in and find out who and what we are and that the way we do that is just by following our joy, you know, in the things you do. You like working with people. You like doing this. This is your joy, a way of expressing and sending this knowledge out. So once you find that, then you go into it and bring it out stronger. But so many people have these gifts and ability, and a lot of them are sensitive people because that's, you know, sensitive people are have these gifts. But uh, growing up in the physical plane, a lot of them have been beat out of the people because somebody made fun of them because they could do this as a child and they, it wasn't, you know, it doesn't fit there. But because the fact is uh, they're not children anymore, but they still 
have these old programs that are keeping them from that full potential. It's time to release those programs and see they're not important and bring back those gifts that you have that God gave you and you earned them and you brought them here at a time to help the human race. We are ready for it. And it's like we're making this beautiful picture and each one of us are so important. It's not like you're important, but this one's not. No, we're all important. And each one of us need to find that if we wish and bring that out so we can be our full self and we fit in this beautiful picture that's the, for the good of mankind. And that's what it's all about. So uh, connecting to ourself. And that's what's good about the skull because it definitely helps connect and release some of these old programs because that's so important because if we didn't have these programs, we'd all be like gods. We'd be like, we could create or be anything because there'd be nothing holding us back. But because we're here on the physical plane, we've had these programs in our life and that's what we've been fighting with. And some people had really hard you know, childhoods and different parts of their life. And they think it's, oh, it's so terrible. But the thing is, uh, the people that have perfect lives, they don't grow very much. And if you have a lot to fight through, well, you may not make it. But if you do make it, you're going to be the, the, uh, the top of the mountain because you have all this knowledge and stuff that you're coming into. And, you know, so many people think, oh, the negative is bad. We got to no. know. But the thing is, if there wasn't the negative, it would not push us to a higher level. We would just be we'd be happy and, and safe just being doing nothing you know watching tv and and uh eating potato chips whatever but this pushes you because it you can't just sit there it has to push you it's a time now that we cannot be sideline uh people sitting on the sideline watching the game of life and saying oh he should have done this and he should have done that it's time for us to get in the game and and feel the joy of of being a part of the whole thing because we have the power, bring it back. And it's exciting. I think the cat feels the energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she wants in on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really an interesting time. And, you know, just opening your heart, like you said, open your heart mm. and the heart is your power because it's, it's many more times more powerful in your mind. But if you learn to take it from your third eye, your mind, and figure out what you do want and not what you don't want and bring it down to your heart uh, and opening your heart in love and light, you can create or be anything. You are a creator being. That's what you are. And so it's a time to take back our power. And, and also it's a way of controlling our, our minds in the fact that so many times we're pulled into the negative through news media, different things that happen in the world. And if you can take your mind when there's something really bad out there, and it's not, you know, it's not good to look at it because all you do is make it stronger. But if you take your mind from that, whatever is bad, let's say you're driving down the road, somebody cuts you off, you spill your coffee in your lap, and oh, are you mad now? And you go to work and you're yelling at him, and he's yelling back. And you go to work and you walk in the door and somebody opens the door at the same time and the rest of the coffee goes on you. And there's your whole day. It goes like that. But the person that was yelling at you and everything, he forgot about it and he had a perfect day. Mm. So it's a matter of controlling your mind. So if you have something really bad out there, even no matter what it is, take your mind and go to the center point and don't think positive or negative, just stay centered. And then think about what you do want and not what you don't want. We can create that because you are creator beings, your heart, open it, create what you do want in this world, bring world peace. And uh, we are at a time because these, these higher dimensional beings, these coming through from the divine wisdom is here now wanting us to come into that, that we can do it. We can have world peace and we can have healthy food and we can have good education for our families and bringing them together we have, all that is a possibility the skull says uh, you got to bring the 12 the, the story is you have to bring the 12 skulls together but when we ask the skull the skull says you could have peace today 
if people of like minds would come together and create that peace. And so I'm ready for it. Are you? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's do Amen. it. So, Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. So join the, if you can, I'd love to have your energy with the meditations we do because we're you know, coming together with, with like hearts, sending out good love and light to the world. And it's, it's definitely needed now. So. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Were you about to say something, Michael? Oh, it just is. Uh, yeah. Is there a main website or something or to go to oh. get the contact information or how do, how do we hook that up? Well, all you do is just go to the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull Facebook page. Okay. And uh, we have a very special person that takes care of it, uh, Stephanie, and she, she'll she guide you on it. You know, So it's usually real close to or on new moon and real close to full moon. So there's good energy. We like to connect into it and send out that love and light. Mm. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, and what you're talking about resonates so much with me right now as far as the cre- the creatorship. And so you're talking about, um, you know, focus on what you do want. And it's another piece to that that I'm starting to understand more and more is that we are always creating whether we mean to or not. <laughs> I mean, this kind of goes into the law of attraction, which I understood intellectually, but um, but I'm understanding it at a deeper level where, um, we, our lives are a reflection of exactly what we are creating all the time by every choice that we make moment to moment. It's all stacking up to create this experience that we're having. So I love that this, uh, the crystal skull and the, the, um, Ability to clear out what, you know, you're talking about some of that programming and some of that stuff that's kind of keeping us locked into this creation that is not the reflection of our highest good and our highest trajectory. Um, Because there is that unwinding and that clearing out that can need to happen based on a lifetime of conditioning and programming and and all of those things. Um, and I only bring that up just because sometimes we can, or at least in my experience, I may have related it to like, okay, I can get to the point where I'm a creator and, you know, I'm creating what I want. And it's like, well, you already are a creator. It's just elevating your creation so that it's a a better reflection Mm -hmm. of, of who you truly are. Yeah. It's, you know, we can do or be anything. The only thing keeps us away is ourself and our limitations that we put on ourselves. And there are a lot of it, you know, because uh, there's jealous people in the world and they, they try to limit people that are, are connected. And so it's time to, you know, it's not just this life. If you believe that soul is eternal and that way I feel is we're more than our physical body and we are spirit. We are connection to the divine and uh, being that, you know, we're here in these, this world of uh, duality, this three dimensional world, and we're here learning lessons. And there's a lot of people now in this period of time that are coming to the point where they're ready to take their power back and become their full essence of full self, the connection between this physical being and our higher spiritual self is coming. And as soon as we have that, we can do or be anything and we can create uh, the world exactly like you want it. It's our choice. Mm-hmm. And, but it's an, such an exciting choice, but we have to realize that we can't uh, let these old programs, because you think about it, if you have somebody that really knows how to do it, they take you back and you found that this one thing happened in your life and you said, oh, I'll never do that again. And doing that, your power turns it all off, you know? And then once you see it, it's like, oh, that, that's not important now. Why would I let that control my whole life? And then you just let it go and the energy is like a river flowing along and you have all these rocks in the river and it's blocking the flow of your, your true essence. And take that rock out. Oh, it starts flowing better. And you take this 
And then pretty soon you have you come into your power. And that's what it's about. Connecting to our divine source. Because the divine, the creator force, wants to be in us and on this planet and working with us again now. So it's it's really, really exciting. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Aho. Aho. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aho. All right. Well, this is beautiful. I would, I mean, are there any of the experiences that you'd like to share from some of the sacred sites that you've been? You've talked, you talked about the Aborigines in, um, in Australia. You mentioned um, Sedona and Montana, or was it Wyoming? Uh, let's see, Montana. Montana. Yeah, Montana megaliths. That was, right. That's a very, very special place. The ancient builders, because they have these uh, ancient stone structures that you know are so huge in size, you know they couldn't really create them today. And they have polymer concrete on them, and then some of them are like a big rock structures that if you hit them, they sound like a bell. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they believe that's you know that this civilization is fifty to a hundred thousand more years ago. Wow. And one of the stones that they have, these are carved stones, so you know it's not like oh they just appeared in nature but this carved stone because it's got two pillars with a big stone on top of it and it it weighs 5,300 tons the largest one other one in the world I think is in Russia and that's 4,100 and some this is 5,300 tons and now think about what it would take to move a stone of that size to cut and move a stone of that size and then have it, you know, just sitting up like that. And in a, it's sitting in a little thing like this, that if the earthquake hits, it'll move and then come right back to center. And so there's, yeah. And, you know, they think, Oh, it was, it was nature did it, (laughs) but yeah, right. Okay. But, But we're at a time now, and this is not, it's probably scares a lot of, of people to realize that we are living uh, at a time that's very special, but we need to connect to our true history. Going back in the Bible, it tells in Genesis a lot of the history of our connection to the angels and archangels and these beings that are here on the earth, a lot of them to help us and whatever. But there is that connection, and it's and it's in not only the Bible but other sacred books talking about the Nephrim and different things. But it's time to realize that you know there were more than just these bodies here. Now we, there's we have a history, and without our history, the saying that it was a few years ago we were five thousand years on the planet. We did all this in five thousand years, and now it's seven thousand years. But now they're finding things that know that are you know 30,000 you know 100,000 a million years ago they're finding footprints you know and it's time to connect because that is our power in knowing who and what we are as opposed to having a history that's you know just fed us that fits a narrative that works for the present we need to see our true power we need to connect with these dimensional beings that have been here and work with us. And in doing that, we upgrade ourselves into this higher consciousness. And we are powerful beings that we need to come in, in knowledge of, you know? So mm. adventure, that's it. Yeah. Have fun. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, Thank my you. pleasure. We, we love being here and we love your energy. Both of you are so awesome. So, uh, Look forward to seeing you guys again anytime. So that's absolutely. my my wish. So. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. What a blessing. Well, thank you again so much to Bill Homan and, of course, to Michael Massey. Um, I hope you have found the information and the the history of the Mitchell Hedges crystal skull as fascinating as Michael and I do. 
be sure to check out Bill with his Facebook group for the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull and join in on those uh, moon meditations, the full moon and new moon. Um, And thank you for listening and for your continued support. Please share this episode so that more people can find out about this Uh, the beautiful potentiality that's available for humanity with the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull. Um, And I appreciate you subscribing so you don't miss any meditation conversations. Um, Rating and reviewing, all of that good stuff helps as well. So thank you so much for your continued support. And um, I look forward to the next meditation conversation.